Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are currently in our podcast series entitled The Great Apostasy. And today I will begin to share a commentary written for truth keepers entitled, Are You Expecting a Great End Times Revival? Which I believe gives credible insight to this last day's prophetic precursor. But before I do, allow me to share an article from Charisma Magazine, written by J. Lee Grady, which confirms one of the false signs and wonders I mentioned in a previous podcast, which was a Bible that was purported to be producing sacred healing oil. I will be interjecting additional Holy Spirit insight along the way. They write, For three years, the team at Flowing Oil Ministries in Dalton, Georgia, said oil was supernaturally flowing from a Bible owned by a man named Jerry Pierce. People traveled to the North Georgia city from all over the country to see the Bible, receive prayer, and take home a small vial of the clear oil. More than 350,000 vials of the oil have been given away since the miracle reportedly began in early 2017. But today, 400 gallons of oil later, leaders of the ministry say the miracle stopped on January 10th. On February 11th, they canceled regular worship services which were being held in the Wink Theater in Dalton. And the ministry's website says, Revival meetings scheduled in Arizona, North Carolina, California, and others have been canceled. So what happened? The abrupt announcement came around the time that the Chattanooga Times Free Press published an investigative article claiming that Pierce had been seen regularly buying mineral oil at a local tractor supply store in Dalton. Two store managers told the Times they saw Pierce making the purchases. And when the newspaper ran chemical tests on the oil, they reportedly found the substance exactly matched the oil sold at the store. Leaders of the ministry reject the idea that they were fabricating the miracle and have maintained from the beginning that the oil first appeared as a small smudge in Psalm 39 and that it eventually soaked the entire book. Leaders then put the Bible in a plastic bag and later in a glass container and claimed that the oil kept flowing. As reports spread, people began flocking to Dalton to be anointed by the oil. Sometime ministry leaders would lay the dripping Bible on people's heads at the altar. Some visitors claimed to be healed, while others said they sensed God's presence in a special way. Now the ministry has shut down, at least temporarily. In a statement posted on Flowing Oil's website, Leaders said that Pierce's purchase of oil at the local store was made without the knowledge or approval of anyone else in the ministry and that we are seeking the full truth of these accusations. The statement also says Pierce has expressed remorse for having caused the integrity of the work of God to be questioned because of his action. Pierce later admitted in a February 18th interview with the Times that he did, in fact, buy eight gallons of mineral oil from Tractor Supply on one occasion 
to pour on the Bible. I was going to pour that oil on the Bible when the Bible quit producing oil, he told the newspaper, but the Lord checked my spirit on it. I've seen it all when it comes to the ups, downs, and embarrassing quirks of the charismatic movement. It wasn't that long ago when a small church in Illinois claimed that diamonds, rubies, and emeralds were falling from their ceiling during worship services. People flocked to that place to see the miracle, though smarter folks could tell the gems looked like they came from Michael's craft store. As it turned out, within months, the church's married pastor ran away with another woman, and locals learned that someone was dropping fake jewels through the church's ceiling tiles. I understand why we are vulnerable to these scenarios. As born-again children of God, we believe in the power of God, and we know that he does do miracles. In a world gone crazy, we want people to experience New Testament-style wonders, and in our own trials and struggles, we desire desperately to have the touch of God. But can we not see the enemy's sinister motives behind these devious counterfeits? His intention is to mock the one true and only God and his legitimate miracle-working power, which is evidenced in Jesus Christ the Lord, who himself is the living word and the great I Am. Yes, one of his names as the great I Am is Jehovah Rapha, and he does still heal today. But if we are honest, we must ask ourselves if he is actually enough for us, and do we really trust him to do what he said he would, especially when we do not see it happening immediately, as spiritual warfare sets its course to cause us to lay down our hope. Truthfully, we must face the fact that it is unbelief that is tugging at us with the temptation to run to more tangible and outside manifestations. And repentance will show us the way back to that solid rock faith that alone is dependable and trustworthy because it is sealed in and by Jesus, who is our rock and the author of that faith. When Jesus warned us about false prophets, he said we would know them by their fruit. If we have God's wisdom, we will be able to distinguish the real from the fake. But it has become obvious that many Christians are today lacking in discernment. True miracles are never fabricated. When a blind man sees, that's all the proof we need. True healings can be documented, and we don't have to help God perform a miracle. In the case of the Dalton ministry, there were some very sweet, Bible-believing, Jesus-loving people who got caught up in the excitement of the oil-soaked Bible. Many visited out of curiosity. I believe some people who went to flowing oil for a touch from God probably got it because they went in genuine faith. But I pray we learn our lesson and raise the bar because our credibility is at stake here and skeptics are watching and right now they are having a field day, end quote. And this brings us to the commentary I said I would share with you today by Truth Keepers entitled, Are You Expecting a Great End Times Revival? where they write. One of the trials we may face in these last days is satisfying the hunger to see a move of God. True Christians want to see mighty revivals during which souls are saved and people are brought out of their stagnant spiritual condition 
and into a fiery encounter with God. However, God's word does not prophesy a great end times revival, but rather a great and final apostasy. Thus, the spiritual atmosphere in Christianity that produces apostasy on that large of a scale will be composed of smothering hypocrisy, apathy, lethargy, complacency, flirtation with demon spirits, and rampant sin, etc. There will be no great revival for those deceived individuals, but rather a great delusion. Consider that God has already poured out his spirit. If you are a true Christian, you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. True Christians are always alive in Christ. They do not need revival. However, millions of named only Christians have and are rejecting love for God's truth and entering into the final apostasy. They will not be sent a revival, but a strong delusion as confirmed in 2 Thessalonians 2.11, where it is written, that is, the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false. God's word does not declare a great end times revival, but a great apostasy. The prophecy of a great end times revival originated in part from leaders of the heretical NAR, or New Apostolic Reformation Movement, which seeks to establish a fifth branch within Christendom and is akin to the Kingdom Now proponents. It has been perpetrated numerous times in the last few decades via Christian television and in literature. The result is that it has become a part of Christian folklore, as in, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, 2 Timothy 4.4. And on that note of discernment, we will have to pause, beloved. In our next podcast, we will pick up where we left off today as the Holy Spirit leads us more deeply into all truth. Until then, please keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, for he alone is the way, the truth, and the life, and his word endures forever. And as always, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.